Hello fellow tractor lovers, this is Jason here for the love of tractors. You know us from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere where there are tractor lovers, that's where we are. So if you're not familiar with us, what we do is we do farm toys, custom farm toys, real tractors, farming, antique tractors, big tractors, small tractors, you name it. We love tractors. We love to talk about those tractors. So that's what this podcast is going to do. We're going to talk about toy tractors, customizing tips, real tractors, farm toy shows, farm shows, tractor history, you name it. We're going to cover it. So I hope you come and join us on this journey that we're about to take. And as always, happy tractor hunting. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Tractors podcast. This one's a little bit different. I'm interviewing a friend of mine, Kyle Noonmaker of Punky KN's Animations. Kyle is one of the younger guys in the farm toy world and he actually is kind of more into construction equipment than farm toy equipment, but he's also into the farm side as well. Now what's really interesting here is we get into a lot of talk about technology, 3D printing, which 3D program to use, how he got started, and sort of how he thinks you should get started if you're interested in that side of the hobby. Kyle is also an amateur blacksmith, and so we talked just a little bit about how he got into blacksmithing and things like that. I think this uh, podcast really takes off about four or five minutes in. We really hit our stride, and there's just tons of good information, particularly on the 3D printing uh, and 3D design part. Uh, So I hope you guys can enjoy that and we'll enjoy this interview podcast. It's something I'm working on doing more of, uh, so I will get better every time, hopefully, as an interviewer. Uh, So far, the interviewees have done great. Um, But anyway, hopefully, uh, as I kind of get better at it, figure out how to record it better so that the sound is better and all that sort of thing, we end up with something really great here in the long run. So I hope you enjoy this edition of the podcast. As always, please check us out online for theloveoftractors.com. And real quick before I do get into the interview of this show, we've got some upcoming farm toy shows coming up. We've, of course, got the national show, which is the first weekend of November there. Uh, there's the national, and there's also the Dubuque show. We will actually be set up at the Dubuque show because a lot of our products will be available from our wonderful wholesalers, uh, Josh Osborne 164 scale store, and uh, Danny Angotti's farm toys will be at the national show. So we didn't really want to step on their toes there, and we thought maybe it was a good compromise for us to do the Dubuque show. And it sounds like, if everything goes as planned, I will be giving a seminar Saturday at the Dubuque show, and I plan to talk about swapping tires on 164 scale tractors, and also some of the real basics of customization, how you can add details for cheap on your custom tractors. So hopefully you guys can join me for that there at the Dubuque County Fairgrounds. Also, Thanksgiving weekend, we will be at the Bloomington, Illinois Farm Toy Show. That is at the Holiday Inn, which is across from the airport in Bloomington. Super easy to get to. Great show. Um, Not a huge show, but not a small show either. I guarantee you, you will be able to find just about anything you want there. Of course, we'll have our full load of parts and customs and uh, display items, things of that nature. And then, of course, there'll be other great dealers like our good friends B&B Farm Toys who are going to have tons of new-in-the-box stuff. Uh, and Gotti's Farm Toys will be there. Herb's Farm Toys. Uh, lots of other guys that we really love to go to shows with and 
love chatting with and working around. So uh, it'll be a fun weekend. Hope you can join us for that show as well. And then that first weekend in December is the Janesville, Wisconsin Farm Toy Show. Another awesome show. I'm excited about this one. Uh, last year was the first year for that show. It was fantastic. So this year is just going to be bigger and better. Uh, a lot of great dealers at that one. Of course, ourselves. Uh, I mentioned Josh uh, Osborne at the 164 scale store earlier. Um, Rich Morgan will be there. He does a lot of really neat little custom trucks and things like that. Uh, Chucky's Precision Pullers and Parts. Jeremy Richards uh, will be there. I believe uh, Jeff Hintz was there last year. I believe he said he would be back. So uh, hopefully that's true. Lots of great uh, dealers at that show, new in the box stuff, a lot of custom stuff there, both, you know, all scales really. So something for you to look forward to there. Anyway, I think that'll do. That's kind of the housekeeping, if you will. So I hope you enjoy the upcoming interview here with Kyle. I appreciate you tuning in and please check Kyle out. He has a YouTube channel, Punky Kayens Animations, and he's also on Instagram. So please check him out. One of the great young guys in this hobby who are really enthusiastic and really do really nice work. Uh, if you want to see some of his work, obviously check out my channel. I've got a video uh, on a project that he did um, that we will talk about in the interview, a Bobcat uh, S70, and it boy, it's it's cool, and I'm excited to show you guys that, so I'll have a video up on the YouTube channel soon on it. So here's the interview with Kyle, uh, Kyle Noonmakers of Punky Cans Animations. All right, so I'm here with Kyle, and... I would like you, Kyle, just to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of what you're into, how you got into this hobby. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Kyle. Uh, I guess how I got into the hobby. I originally started collecting construction equipment, which I'm not exactly sure how that started. I guess I just like construction equipment, so I collect a decent bit of 150 scale and 164 scale construction equipment. Um, yeah, I don't know that. And then I kind of switched over to the farm side of things for about a year, and I'm kind of doing both now. So, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, another thing that you are into that I kind of want to talk about, because I think a lot of guys that are into this hobby really appreciate basically anybody that can make things with their hands. So um, tell us about the forging that you do and how you got into that. Um, so I've been a um, kind of a blacksmith. I mean, I would consider myself a blacksmith, but, uh, so I've been a blacksmith for, this be my third, uh, yeah, third summer. Uh, up, so I do it up my grandparents' lake house. Uh, I have a little charcoal forge. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's a, it's a fun, exp I don't know. Ah, uh, gosh, you're doing fine. I can edit. I can edit out. Yeah. You know, you're doing fine. I'm trying to think of like how I want to like. So, well, I guess what do you want me to say? Oh, like, I don't know. Like, like we're you know, kind of. Um, how how did you get started on that? Like, kind of, okay. what did you start making? Uh, maybe tell a little bit about how you you go about making something. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I originally got into blacksmithing, I believe, either from watching the show Fortune Fire, which I think is that's that's a part of it, and I guess the other part is seeing uh, blacksmiths in those. I think they're called living museums. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so I started 
So I enjoyed a lot of that. And I watch a lot of you. Uh, I watch Alex Steele, if anybody knows who that is. And then we've got, yeah, I watch him. And that's how I got, like, I took a class, online class from him or something. Yeah. And that's kind of how I started. Um, so up in my grandparents' lake house, I get up pretty much every morning on the weekends when I'm up there. And at about seven, and we'll forge till from about eight, eight, eight thirty to about noon. Wow. Depending on how I'm feeling, I guess that day. Sure. Yeah. So, so what kind of things do you do you make up there? Um, I have start. Well, I started with a lot of hooks, so coat hooks, um, because that's a good like way to practice certain techniques. Sure. Uh, my main thing that I like enjoy making, I guess, the most would be knives. Um, not that great at that yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I don't. No, that's that's great. That's that's people will love to hear that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. So we talked about how you kind of started in construction equipment how that kind of caught your interest do you have like a favorite piece of construction equipment or something that you've uh gotten your collection that you like the most or anything like that um well i guess probably my favorite model that is well i guess my favorite model is a john deere skin steer that i got from my grandpa that was like the first ever model you guess i guess you could say that i got cool very cool i have no clue when i got that so sure I, yeah i don't even remember but i've had it for a really long time that's in 164 scale and i've i don't know that's where i started uh my favorite model not including that that that's a good question um i've got a pair of terex tl120s those are probably my favorite model based on like how much they cost versus how much detail you got out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the model I collect the most of, well, I guess the model, the, the equipment type, I think it's the CS2, that's, that's my favorite. Cool. Yeah, so uh, speaking of skid steers, in case you guys don't know, Kyle has uh, done 3D design of a Bobcat. Is that a S90? What is that? A uh, seventy, so that's seventy. Okay. Yeah, so it's good because that make it seem like it's the new generation that they have because they've changed the numbers. It used to be three numbers, now it's two. So oh, okay. Because it makes it seem like it's a larger skin steer. That's the smallest one they make. That is that you can like sit inside of. Okay, gotcha. And it's tiny. Yeah, so you you designed those and then uh, sent me a kit over and I put together. Um, do you have a rough idea of how long it took you to do the 3D design on that by any chance? Um, I don't have like it took probably well, it took I think to get the prototype of it done, like without any painting or anything and just making it sort of work, took about a week with, with about like an hour to an hour, probably like an hour and 15 minutes, two hours each day. Okay, great. Okay, so, well, with some days being more like an hour. Sure. Work on it, tweak it, and then eventually got finished. Yeah, and it's very cool. And uh, I'll be doing a video on just that once I get the cylinders kind of finished up on it. I was was debating on doing hydraulic lines on it, and then 
uh, I decided that that was getting a little bit too picky. And so I, I stopped, <laughs> but yeah. one of the things that amazed me about that kit is just how well thought out you had it to put together. Like your different colored pieces are separate. So they're easy to paint and everything just kind of goes together with straight pins. And, um, that's one thing you're really good at on your kits is your, uh, your kind of assembly process or, you know, how, you know, how it assembles. Um, how long, I guess, have you been doing 3D design? Because, I mean, you know, from my standpoint, it's like you're an old pro, but I know you're a young guy. Uh, so so how long have you been doing 3D design and kind of where did that start? Um, that started, like, like where I actually really started to enjoy it or to, like, really understand that I guess I was enjoying it. it was probably sixth grade, so I'm a junior now in high school. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that, I took an industrial tech class in school and that was really fun we used autocad which i think some people might know what it is yeah sure you bet yeah um and then about up until so i guess for a year and a half to two years i used autocad only like at school i used tinkercad um i haven't touched tinkercad since eighth grade i think <laughs> which i switched over to basically only using on shape Okay. Uh, in the summer of eighth grade, I think I started using Fusion 360. I got a uh, education license, whatever, for that. And I think it's run out by now. But uh, I use that a lot. It's a smarter onshape, but onshape basically has the exact same tool. It's just like the, the whole like assembly, like way that stuff you can like make stuff animate and stuff, and like check collisions is a lot better in Fusion. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing it for what would that be? Almost six years? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. This will be my sixth year. Wow. Okay. Um, So let's say somebody was wanting to get into uh, 3D design. We'll talk about 3D printing in a little bit, but just like the 3D design part. So, like, would you tell them to start with something like Tinkercad or Onshape? Or since you've used several different programs, where would you tell them to start at? Um, I guess what I would say is if you've never touched any sort of CAD, get like something that you're happy with in, in uh, Tinkercad first, and then just scrap the idea of using Tinkercad, because in my opinion, there's a lot of restrictions with that, mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's no sketching process, there's, it's, it's just, inter- it's, it's different, it's very basic. I, I'm amazed with how some people can design certain things. So if you've been using it for a long time, I'm not saying to stop. I'm just saying that if you've never touched any CAD, start with that. If you've done it in like school or whatever, then I would say try on shape. And if it doesn't work, then go to Tinkercad and kind of work up to on shape, I would say. Because um, you can get a free license, I'm pretty sure, for it. For uh, Onshape. Okay, yeah. I think Onshape is, if you're not going to pay for it, Onshape I think is the best for printing. Um, I know people are really good at Blender, and I, I can't, I just, I just can't use Blender. I don't know. It's something about how my like brain works, whatever, is so messed, not messed up, but it's, it's a lot different than Onshape. Yeah, I, I've had the same. I Blender, I just, I just can't do it for some reason. And I know there are guys that make really awesome designs in Blender, but for whatever reason, uh, my mind just 
just can't do it. And so, so that's why I'm kind of with Fusion 360 right now. That like that makes more sense to me. And I know Onshape is very similar to that. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, so we talked about, um, so we talked about, you know, 3D printing. I guess that's sort of the next step from 3D design. Um, how did you, when you know, when did you decide, hey, I'm gonna do some 3D printing? And then, kind of, what were some of the first things you printed, and what was your first printer you started with? Yeah, that's that's a I think it's a good talk subject. Um, so I started printing. Okay, not not me, but I did it in school in sixth grade, which was one of our units. We did a decent bit of three D printing on some like I think version. I don't know if they're version actually. I'm not sure, but they're very early. I don't know how they're. I don't know. I don't know. They're earlier versions uh, of the MakerBot uh, replicator series. Okay, what we started it on. So like. Extremely precise, nah, okay, let's see. Very precise uh, FDM printers. I guess it's like filament-based printers, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, we start. We started on that in school, and then about, well, I guess, let's see, was it that year that I got a printer for Christmas? It might have been that year, sixth grade, that I got a, a Net A8, which if anybody knows about what that is, they kind of know that it's... Um, an interesting machine. Uh, it's honestly, if I had like, and then like, if I had known that there was the uh, reality, I think it's under three. I believe that's what it is. Pretty sure it was what it is. If I had known that existed, or if I had waited till my birthday or whatever to get something, then I could have gotten that, and that is like at least a thousand times better than what I started with. So I still have the Matt A. And I've, I used it throughout all of middle school, and I printed uh, basically just stuff off Thingiverse. So I never actually did any designing of my own, really. Well, I kind of did, but not really. There's a lot of just printing stuff and watching the printer work, which is kind of weird to say. But, but, like, when you have, at least when I had an FDM program that used to fill the printer, uh, it was very mesmerizing to watch it. Really. Sure. I don't know if it's still, at, like, cool now, but it... It, it was really cool whenever I originally started because I'd never seen anything. Because it's so precise, but yet my printer was not. It's just like, it's cool to watch. And then I moved freshman year. I got a uh, Elegoo Mars, which is what I now use for all of my printing, all of my models. That's when I really started actually like, modeling stuff of my own for like scale models. I use the other printer for some stuff, but only really like function, not function, like certain things. I don't know, just random stuff on the other printer. Sure. Okay, I'm trying to think of what else I want to ask you here. That's that's good. We're up, but we're almost at like fifteen minutes. This is this is pretty good. <laughs> um. Hmm. I don't know. You got anything I should ask you? You think anything you can think of that I haven't thought of? Um. I'm not sure. I don't know. I almost feel like that we should maybe talk about the subject of like what printer people should get into. But I don't know if I'm the person to talk about. No, I actually I think that's I think that's a great idea, and I do because I have experience in both. But yeah, I don't have experience in the two that I would suggest. I would suggest you the under three years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me let me set that up here. Let me think a second. I'll set set that question up. That's a great idea. 
Um, okay, so you were talking about a few different printers there, and I think this is a, a great part for a great place for us to discuss what printer uh, maybe somebody should be looking at when they're looking to get into 3D printing because it can be pretty daunting when you see what's out there. So if you can kind of talk about that a little bit, that would be great. So yeah, um, well, there's there's a bunch of different ways you go about buying a printer. Um, in my opinion, depend, I guess it depends on what you're gonna print and it depends on how much experience you have with printers to begin with. If you've never like, okay, okay, how should I phrase this? If you've never seen like a, print, a printer in person and never like understood how it kind of works, I would say like, like if you're very new to it, I guess is what I should say. I would say that once you've learned how to design something and get your money's worth out of it would be probably the Ender 3, Creality Ender 3, um, only because it is a simple, the basics of it is a lot simpler. It's a lot easier, at least for me, it's a lot easier to understand what's wrong with it in the more, like in the actual troubleshooting. Like I don't consider leveling that as troubleshooting. That's just like a task you have to do. Sure. Um, but I consider like if something breaks, it's a lot easier to fix it on a uh, FDM or filament-based printer. Uh, if you have some experience with printers and you kind of understand how either type a resin or a uh, so I guess a layer, uh, so filament or resin-based. If you have experience in either, and you kind of understand how to work, and you understand like you've used it before, so I should say, like the first understood i would say buy a elegant mars these are all like the budget options if you're like planning on like if you know you can make the like money back on it i would suggest getting a higher a larger resin printer or a higher end uh filament printer it's a, it really depends if you're doing it just for yourself get the either the elegant mars or the ender three reality ender three because they're not expensive, um, they're pretty easy to work on. But I've never used Nendor 3, but uh, from the people that I've heard that use them, they think they're great. I've watched a bunch of reviews on them, considered buying one before. Um, they're really good. I, I've, okay, my idea is if I were to buy one is they're not very good for making small ones. They, it just doesn't work. Them. You can't easily make, I don't even think, I didn't even miss it. I don't think you can make a 164 scale cylinder. That isn't like jumpy. On a LOU Mars, you can make a less than a tenth of an inch easily like round cylinder and get tons of detail into it. So it's like, it, it depends. I think like if I were to buy an under three, I would buy it for building sheds. Because I think that for smaller types or smaller sheds, 3D printing is the better way to go. It's it's cheaper. You don't have to really do much. You kind of just start it, let it do its thing, hope it doesn't fail, and you know, take it off the bed, ship it out, and then you're done. Uh, so I think that depending on what you're going for, it's really hard to like. I guess if you want to print bigger items, I'd say go with a filament printer, so the Reality Under Three. If you're planning on making like complete scale models with any sort of moving part, I guess. I would suggest the Elegant Mars. I've had, I mean, I probably, I don't know. I could, I wish I could check how much this is. But I've been using that for three years now. And it's amazing. I've, the only issue I've ever had with it was my own fault. Uh, 
and how I took stuff when so when a, a resin printer fails, it the the print sticks to a little plastic sheet on the bottom, and when that happens, you have to like empty all the resin out and then scrape it off. I kind of scraped it off a bit too aggressively and messed up that plastic sheet. And that's the only issue I've ever had with it when I had to replace that. And it was it was really easy. I mean, other than me being dumb and messing it up the initial the first time that I fixed it. So it's that's a lot. Like I would say that the the like tweaking of it is a lot easier on a resin printer. But then there's also you have to deal with the mess. So it's like if you don't have like a workshop in your house or like a or like I don't know big laundry room. I actually never know people that have that, but like a shop or something. If you don't have somewhere where you can get stuff like kind of ruined, I guess you can say. Like you don't want to print a resin printer or use a resin printer in your living room. You will probably end up doing some damage to yourself or items. It's it's not a very. I mean, it's not the. I don't think it. I, there's not enough research done on it to sell but long term. But uh, filament printing, there's really no danger with it, other than if you don't like monitor it, it can kind of like slump up, heat up, and then you know go from there, possibly start a fire. Which anything could do that, so it's not really like a that bad of a knock. But bad thing to say about it. That's just something. So I would suggest if you wanted to start printing, watch the printer using an FDM printer to start until you know how it works and all that. I'm like kind of been going on for a long time now, but yeah, that's nope. You're I would say there's two options. You buy like Elegant Mars if you have experience and you want to print complete models, or you go with the uh, Creality Ender Three, which I personally think might be a better option for people who like don't plan on making super intricate or delicate models. So I think that's the better option. But if you plan on making anything that's like really small and fine, you want the other. Oh, oh fantastic information there. That no, that that is great. That's uh, exactly what people are looking for right there. So that's great. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that. I feel like I could have filled like a whole episode that are just talking about. Honestly, probably. Yeah, I mean that that was that was great info right there. That was that was really good. It's kind of hard for me to like like I go off on a tangent, so I'm kind of like trying to go back, but at the same time, like I told you about it. Yeah, you did great. No, you you did fantastic. Yeah, so I would, yeah, I don't think there's really anything else that's like that I would would think that would, that I would like want. I guess I mean there's things I don't know. Actually, I really don't know what else to talk about. Well, and um, and we can always, you know, we can always do another one, and you know, if yeah. we need to down the road, that's no problem at all. So, um, yeah, because we're like uh, we're a little over twenty minutes now. Um, by the time I record an intro, we'll probably be a good solid 20 minutes. I, I usually try to keep them in the 20 minute range because I figure people's attention spans probably aren't too much longer than that. Um, mm -hmm. I know mine usually isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's good. Okay, great. And yeah. I guess while we're here, um, if you ever had an interest, I think I talked to you a little bit. Yeah. 
Discord like stage, I think is what it's called. Okay. Like, I randomly have this idea because I saw that we always doing one. Yeah. I think like the Q and A videos are amazing, but at the same time, it's almost like you can combine almost meeting you, but like also asking you questions. I don't know. I just thought it was like an idea. I was just throwing it out there. If you ever had an idea, like if you wanted to like say without having to call somebody permission to join a VC, it's done in a second to escape. It's like controlled. I don't know. I just I just thought like if you ever had an idea, like if you ever wanted to. Dude, it's almost like a meet and greet, I guess. Yeah, Not no, really I, I I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I'm kind of thinking sure like, well, yeah, but I think once we get, you know, because obviously like I've got harvest coming in roughly two or two or three weeks, and so you know my kind of thoughts are maybe once I get past harvest, I could do something like that, like maybe, um, kind of figure out how it's gonna work, and then you know maybe we pick a weekend or something where maybe more people yeah. can be around and you know, just do something like that. I think it would be a lot of fun and I think it'd be interesting for people. So I know because of that. So I was just thinking like my original thought was like you could just replace it. That's true. Like theoretically. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying if you I think people would still be very interested in doing that overlap. I don't know if everybody would, you know, it's like one or a couple times however many times you want to figure out. I guess you figure out based on. I think it'd be a cool idea. That's, like I don't know. I don't want to make it seem like I'm like telling you that you should do it. I'm just saying it's like, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth exploring. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe that'll do it for for now. But, yeah, I definitely think we need to look into that. And, um, you know, it's just something else besides the live streams, too. Because a lot of, I mean, you know, it seems like lately I've been getting a lot of really good questions on the live streams. But a lot of times it seems like it's, it's like, one-sided. It's just kind of me talking. And, you know, that can be tricky to do for an hour straight. Um, you know, but I'm trying to do more work with Dogtown and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I, I think people are more interested in that. And now I'm finally at a place where we've got enough, we've got enough stuff uh, remodeled and built downstairs that I can actually have some time to work on Dogtown. So that's, what's nice. Um, but yeah. 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 I don't know. I, like, I, I think it's like, also, I guess I can ask you this now is if you want you don't technically have to like, you know, buy them. But I was wondering if you wanted, if you had any interest in like looking at those uh, chain link fences that I printed. Oh, a hundred percent do. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, in person and all that, because I can ship them to or however you want anything else. Yeah, no, I, so I, I think they turned out well. They're a bit interesting if you apply the paint heavy, because then it kind of like fills in the mesh. I could see that. Yeah, but. Uh, I, yeah, I was impressed with how that turned out. I mean, I definitely have, I definitely have interest in that. I mean, if you know, however you want to do it, if you just want to sell fence or if you want to sell the file, I don't care. Um, it's definitely yeah. something I think is very cool. I mean, I don't. I would kind of like to keep the fence file itself. Sure. But I would be open to like splitting it. But at the same time, I'm just like asking. 
as a or if you wanted to buy it, is that for me to get this to work, I think it took like four and a half hours to print. Gotcha. So if that like well I mean you can print a bunch of because if I make them stand up instead of sitting flat, that makes sense. Instead of sitting on that, so it's like the skinniest edge is on the top. Okay. Like if it was standing up and interesting. Yeah, gotcha. I think I printed it at zero zero two, whatever. So pretty fine and that's it's I'd be some yeah sure i guess it would be willing to let it give you a file maybe we can do whatever with that but i would like to do this well you know and like i said before any time with those files i mean i'm more than happy to you know if you still you know want to print and sell them even after i bought the file I, that doesn't bother me one bit um you know that's i'm more than happy to to do that sort of thing where you know with with any file because like for me like i don't even necessarily care about having the file but what it like what i run into a lot especially with like a lot of my own stuff is um you know if i've got like 10 of something on hand well then all of a sudden for some reason people buy 10 of it and another guy wants something else then i'm like oh crap now i gotta wait for somebody else to print it and send it to me where you know if i just have it then i can print it that's that's the reason i like that so much is it's just i can print on demand that way with things versus having yeah. to keep a bunch in stock yeah that makes sense yeah that's i mean so um, yeah that's how i like to do that usually yeah i mean i could if you wanted i don't know i don't know yeah, just, you just just think about it. Like I said, I'm not. I, it's it's you know it's no big deal. But but for sure, I would. I mean, if anything, I would just like to get some of that uh, fencing from you because actually, just kind of want to put it on a couple places on my display. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was thinking about. It. I kind of want to make like it's weird. I get in this like thing where I want to make a display, and then I think about it. I'm like, no, I don't. Because <laughs> I want to do this one where it's got. Like there's a road that's slightly raised, and then there's what are those called? Uh, uh culverts? No, it's not. Maybe. A little like yeah, piping that goes under something. Yeah, that, yeah, like, Col goes out into a culvert, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, I think that's right. But like that under the like entrance to the area, and then there's like a shop, and then there's a little gravel pad. And, I, don't know, I thought it'd be cool, but at the same time, it requires these to be like shaping with a foam. Yeah. And this is like. A lot of stuff because then I also have to make a shed and then I gotta probably order one for that. But I have no issue doing it's just like I don't want to bring can you bring the sheds. Right. Now, the, the good thing with the shaping the foam is you can sand that stuff pretty easy. It's not it's not hard to do, it just takes you a little bit of time. That's that's like one of the other things. It's like I like when I get interested in doing something, it's like do it like then or like quickly. Yeah. No, I understand. It kind of comes back and forth. Like, I kind of want to do it. Yeah. 